Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Radio. This is Matt Fraser with Doug Hay, episode 42, I think. And we've got a fun, different kind of show today. We're going to be talking a lot about our habits as they do not relate to fitness and diet in general, right? Some might a little bit, but we're going to try to stay away from those topics and just talk about our, our daily habits, morning routines, work habits, things like that. Um, a lot of which, you know, we think makes us stay healthy. So it's related to health, just not food and fitness. Does that sound right, Doug? That sounds right. <laughs> Good. All right, so before we get into it, um, if you are a regular podcast listener, then you will have heard the Sid Garza-Hillman episode and the Golden Harper episode, the past two, where we've had giveaways, which we haven't done in a while, if at all. Uh, so those we're going to announce the winners for those on the next podcast episode. So get the entries in for those by the end of this week. So that would be Friday, November... Well, no, today's the 11th. Today's 11th, so that'd be Friday, November 13th. So Friday the 13th. Oh. Who knew? Okay, get your get your entries in by then. That'll be the deadline for entries, and we will choose those over the weekend and announce them on our next episode. Yeah, the 14th. Today's Tuesday, so. Ah, oh, today's Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Friday, Friday the 14th. <laughs> okay, Friday the 14th. Not Doesn't have the same ring to it, but get them in by Friday the 14th, or else you'll be spooked or i don't know okay bad luck forever. <laughs> yeah there you go it's our new bad luck day okay <laughs> so anyway get those in it was uh to win a copy of sid garza hillman's book which is a good one uh or to win a pair of ultra running shoes so i'm not gonna try to pretend that those are equal valued prizes because i think i'd rather have the shoes much as i love sid's book um <laughs> but uh but try to win both so go to those so that's uh nomadathlete.com slash sid that'll take you to sid's episode nomadathlete.com slash ultra a-l-t-r-a will take you to the uh, chance to win the shoes so get those entries in with the comments and if you like us you can uh, also leave rating and review on itunes because that's also really helpful and won't get you any more points but maybe maybe in the the karma wheel or something might kind of spin <laughs> your spin you know whatever that all is about so uh that's that and the final thing before we get into it is the triathlon stuff, or the cycling jerseys, also arm warmers, which are of interest to me as a runner who doesn't cycle or do triathlons, but they're fully redesigned. Uh, you've, you've probably seen the Nomad Athlete cycling jerseys or in the tri-tops. It's a full new redesign. It's with a new company, and we're excited about it, but you've got to get the orders in by November 12th, which uh, in our in our crazy calendar world would be Wednesday, November 12th. So pretty soon after this episode becomes available, you've got to get the order in. Um, otherwise, I don't know. We'll probably have them available again later, but but not right now. So that is all at hillkiller.com slash no meat. So that's all one word, hillkiller.com slash no meat. And there's no dashes or anything in there. Just all one word. And they look pretty cool, the cycling jerseys. Yeah. They do. I think I like them better than the other ones, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's hard to tell. But they, they're different. They're different color, which is which is nice. Yeah. And to have the matching uh, short and yeah so now if you're like yeah if you're a, and i guess this is a cycling thing not a triathlon thing but there's the the bib they call it i think which is the shorts and the suspender things right and then you put a shirt over that but one could wear the shirt by itself if you didn't want to wear pants or, or uh 
spandex. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you should, because... Because pants are good. Pants are good. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our topic. Um, we do have one more thing to promote at the end of this, just to give you a little warning heads up here, so it's not, we're not springing anything on you, but uh, it's something I'm doing that has, it has to do with simplicity. It has to do with, you know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about. So I'll get to that at the end. Um, but if you do want to check it out and don't get to the end of the episode, it's called simpleyear.co. So you could check that out, simpleyear.co, C-O. But anyway, I'll give you details on that once we get to the end of our little of our show here. All right, so habits. Let's start uh, with morning routines. That seems to be a topic of a lot of interest. I know there's there's a book that that was called what was it? Daily routine. Have you seen it? Daily rituals. I haven't seen that. It was it's a big book. I mean, Tim Ferriss promoted it for a while. He's not in it, but just has a lot of like famous people and then a lot of kind of not quite famous, but but pretty well known people uh-huh. and it just goes through their their routines which are i don't know kind of fascinating like apparently beethoven would have like exactly 60 coffee beans or something in his <laughs> coffee and like just all these kind of crazy things a lot of them involve drinking because there are a lot of artists who just like drink all day uh-huh. but anyway people are people are fascinated by morning routines uh, that doesn't mean they'll be fascinated by our morning routines since we're not exactly famous yet but uh still we figured we'd get into what we do so Doug, why don't you uh, start? Since I've been talking for a while, why don't you start out with what you do? What's a typical a typical morning stuff? in yeah. the life of, of Doug Hay? Yes, keeping in mind that we're focus- we're kind of focusing on health. Like this is all the stuff that we think you know is somehow related to this holistic view of of not being stressed and being healthy, uh, but but not to do with food and fitness. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of interesting. So as you well, obviously sure know, I mean, if it's in the life of Doug Hay, that's right. Everything in the life right. of Doug Hay is interesting. Um, Seven months ago, I moved. Uh, I quit my nine to five job and moved to North Carolina. And since then, uh, I quit my job in DC. And since then, my habits have totally changed. My morning habits have totally changed. And part of that is because now I have a lot more flexibility throughout the day. But um, also because you know, I, I, while I'm working from home and just have a totally different lifestyle than I did when I had to get dressed and shower and everything before. I had to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. So habits have definitely changed and I don't know if if they're better or, or worse to be honest with you, but my morning habits now are I wake up um, and I never allow myself to hit snooze more than once. So that's, um, I do snooze sometimes. My wife snoozes a lot. She snoozes like three or four times. And I find that if I do that, then it just is sets my whole morning off in a bad way. So sometimes I, I snooze, but um, only once. And then I always, first thing I do is have a giant glass of water. I'll chug that, maybe two. Um, and then, you know, after the hitting the bathroom and all that stuff, you know, it's usually I do, it's been 10 or 15 minutes doing some light stretching, and that's kind of some gentle yoga poses or, um, you know, just a forward fold for a while, legs up the wall if I, if I need to do that to get some blood flowing. Um, you know, it just feels good to to stretch a little bit, to move your body, to get rid of some of the kinks you get from, from being in bed and, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. And then, and then I'll, I'll typically, uh, fix a little breakfast and some coffee and, and do a little reading or writing. Uh, recently, unfortunately I've been jumping right into the, right into the emails, which is a, not a good habit to do, I think first thing in the morning, but, but that's kind of, that's my, morning routine you know i don't i don't do most of my uh things like meditation and stuff that we'll touch on later happen later in the evening than than they do in the morning mm, okay good so 
mine i don't have a consistent one right now i've i've i don't know i'm i've sort of uh i'm really interested in finding the right morning routine and i've experimented with so many different things uh but right now i'm, I'm kind of in a place where i don't really do any one particular thing other than kind of hang out with the kids in the morning but yeah so like you i don't have the nine to five job anymore and so have you know have have the luxury of that in, in some way but it also like you said it kind of makes you it's easy to slip into periods where you're not really doing anything all that valuable um, <laughs> right, so. right but uh so my my big consistent one that is almost constant not it's not actually happening right now but for the past i don't know five years i've read first thing in the morning so as soon as i wake up uh you know i mean i might do whatever it takes to get the kids out of bed or everything oh we don't have an alarm by the way the kids just wake us up which is which is good you can't sort of. can you hit snooze on them no. can't do that no that doesn't work um so once you know once you're up reading has been my thing so like once breakfast is taken care of or whatever and if aaron's taking care of it uh then i will i will kind of go away and read for a little while and i try to read you know half hour to an hour every single day not mm. always in the morning but just try to get that in almost always nonfiction, just because that's what interests me and uh I don't know. I can't really. I can't get through fiction. I've tried it, and I just, I just abandon the books when I get halfway done them. So, so are they? Are you? Is this heavy reading? I mean, is this kind of stuff you're taking notes on and, and that no, kind of thing, or is it not really? I mean, I don't really do that kind of reading. I just, I don't, I don't really take that many notes or anything when I when I read. But it's usually just like inspirational stuff or something. I don't know. That's that's interesting to me that I'm trying to learn about, which might be a business related thing, or it might be a running book, or who knows. But just something, whatever I'm kind of learning about now. So that's been my big constant. Uh, but there was a period earlier in the summer when I was doing something that was really fun, and I'd like to get back to it, that it was, I was doing before I would read. Because I was doing this first thing because it's supposed to be done before you have your chance to kind of – you know, when you, wake, when you first wake up, you're kind of in a weird state where you're sort of, I don't know, maybe kind of connected to your subconscious a little bit. Like your conscious mind isn't fully working and going. You don't have all these stories that you start telling yourself and stresses. Right. So it's this exercise called Morning Pages from a book called The Artist's Way. And uh, I haven't read the whole book. I haven't gone through the Artist Way course or anything. But I know one of the huge habits that's recommended in there is morning pages, which is just writing three, like, totally longhand, so you're not using any computer or anything, but just three pieces of paper, and you fill those three pieces of paper with with lines of writing, and you just keep writing. It takes me about half an hour to do it, uh, which which is one of the reasons I haven't been doing it recently because it just takes forever. But the point is you're just kind of dumping your, your thoughts that have kind of been sitting in your head overnight. You're just dumping them under the page. You're not filtering them. It's totally stream of consciousness. So, so you just write. You write whatever comes to your mind. It could make no sense at all. Uh, it could be things that you wouldn't want anyone to ever read again, or it might be just you know ideas about something that you're just thinking about. And the idea is that you're you're kind of sweeping out the corners of your mind. You just because after you write a page and a half, it's like you're out of stuff to write. Your pen just kind of stops moving, and you just start having to force yourself to think of things, and the idea is that by doing that, you're kind of making yourself get into every spot in your mind and just get every possible thing emptied out onto the page so that you are then like clear and ready to, to begin. So it's a thing that artists, writers do, and I don't consider myself an artist at all, but I, I like it. It just helps me. It just helps me think about things. And I, it, I don't know. It has a lot of times it's, it's revealed to me things that I need to do. Like I'll, I'll be writing and on that second or third page, it's just like, I need to do this and this and this, and I can't put that off another day. So and, and it's stuff like that wouldn't be totally obvious to me otherwise, but it just kind of cuts to the heart of that. Do you ever go back and and look at it? I have a few times, and it's interesting. You're not supposed to do it until you're like eight weeks into it or something. Oh, okay. But uh, I looked at a few, and yeah, it, it is interesting. I don't know. It's kind of it's weird. I wouldn't say that I've 
there's that much value in these old ones, but it's kind of interesting to see what kind of place I was in in different places. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So there's that, um, and when I'm doing that, I'm not not doing any sort of journaling usually, but I've, that's another one I've tried during different periods. Just writing five or ten minutes in a journal, like what I'm thinking about, what I did yesterday and stuff like that so unfortunately i've not been able to keep that going consistently i'd love to have a journal just every day of my life you know for even if it was just a f- five lines mm-hmm. but I, i've never been able to make that last for more than a few months um and then other than that yeah meditation and visualization i i try to do one of those things most days often in the morning but not always meditation uh just you know just a typical sit there it could be in a chair i don't i don't get too into like the formalities and the and I don't try to be uncomfortable while I'm meditating. So if I have to sit against a wall, that's fine for me. If I close my eyes instead of open them, whatever, you know, I try not to get caught up in that stuff. Um, but there are a few things like there's a book called Deep Meditation that I really enjoyed, and UCLA for people who are like you know want online resources. There's a UCLA site which we can link to that has a bunch of guided meditation. So if you've never done it before, they're really easy. And of course, there are a billion meditation podcasts that, that will guide you through mm-hmm. meditation. But I like that stuff. And then visualization, like if I'm, I'm sort of goal-oriented, so a lot of times I will put myself in the place of having achieved things that I want to and just Im- imagine in as much detail as possible what what that would be like. Yeah. Just to, since we're on the topic of meditation, um, it's not something I've, I've ever been in the routine of doing in the mornings, but for a while I was doing it uh, in the evenings before bed, so after the day. Um, and it's it's a I found that it's incredibly good at just clearing the mind you know and, and relaxing you and getting you in a in a state in the morning in a state either to to start working and being productive or in the evening to just calm down and and uh, refocus uh, but the app that i've used i i like to use an app and it's called um it's called insight timer mm-hmm. and it basically uh you know you set it for 10 or 15 minutes you check in you set it for 10 or 15 minutes and um then you you know it'll just ring a bell or something when it's done so it's nice i you know if if i don't have something like that that tells me when it is like some sort of alarm then um, i'm often like kind of you know look checking the clock or checking my phone or to see how long i've been doing it you know (laughs) you know that kind of thing so it kind of takes away all that guessing and just allows you to relax but it also is neat because you can take notes on it uh, if you want to um and you can see it it has a map of everyone who's using the app at the same time. So when you open it up, it'll tell you, you know, if there are a hundred other people in your town or your city that are currently mm-hmm. using the other app in DC, it was cool. Cause you could see how many people in your neighborhood and there were enough people using it that mm-hmm. other people in your neighborhood would do it. And it just kind of gave me a sense of community and kind of, right. um, even though it's completely anonymous and everything, it, it gave me a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know, someone holding me accountable that, that I should be doing it. And, uh-huh. and right. I don't know. So that was kind of neat. So that's insight timer. That's the app that I've used for, for meditation. Okay, good. Yeah. And that, so like most of these habits, it sounds like for, for both of us are, are, well, no, you had some physical ones. Mine were sort of mental habits. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's always what motivates me in the morning, much more than running or push ups or anything. And I've, I've definitely done those in, has had morning routines that involve those things. And I definitely like it. I like once you're done is nice, but the thing that I always come back to is just mental sort of habits. I don't know why. I prefer to do physical stuff later on in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody probably has their own cycles that that works. But meditation certainly has a, a physical component to it. I mean, because you are sure. sitting still, depending on what kind of posture or whatever you're doing for it. Uh, you know, there's different. It, has, it definitely has a, a physical thing. I mean, it, Breath it's, work. It's closed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and you know, kind of slows your heart rate down, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's good. And, and many obvious. I think this is not news to anybody, but there are lots and lots of health benefits and thinking benefits that are well documented from meditation that that right. are not you know not not just like woo woo stuff, but like actual you know, <laughs> science has sort of demonstrated that it that it helps you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. You you said that you've been working or you've kind of focused for a long time trying to come up with the perfect morning routine. Why do you think that the morning routine is is so important? Uh, I feel, you know what? It's kind of like, so when I ran the hundred miler, Uh I had this feeling that I could control my diet for the first 30 miles maybe. And then it was just like anything goes because you know, who knows what's going to happen to your stomach and it just goes crazy. And like whatever I'm hungry for after that point, I'm going to eat because you need to eat something. Right. So I guess maybe that's what it is with the morning routine. Like I know I have control at least for a little (laughs) while. And then I know by noon, like, you know, all hell's going to break loose and I'm going to be doing who knows what I didn't plan on. Uh So it's like before all that starts, before I jump into all that, get the stuff done, you know? And like, and I've, I've a lot of times tried to have routines where it's like, I'm going to start working or do something in the morning that I'm going to work. And then at 11 o'clock or two o'clock, I'm going to do meditation or do something else. And I, I never can do it. I just put it off because I get, I get sucked into work stuff and mm-hmm. like, it's fun. I'm excited about work, which is why it sucks me into it. And then I end up not taking that break. And I, if I'm, Say I'm going to go to the gym in the afternoon. I often just don't do it because it's like, ah, I'll just put it off and then, you know, I just keep working. So it's like get it done before I get into anything else. It seems like my best chance of actually getting it done. Yeah. And did that did that change when you had kids? Um, I mean, you know, just – I mean, obviously that's going to change your morning routine having <laughs> having kids around. You know, but, but do you think that that's part of why you like the morning so yeah, much? Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I used to – it's. I think I used to be much better about sticking to schedules throughout the uh-huh. day and stuff. Like I just had more time. Like, and that's not just kids. It's probably also work stuff. But yeah, as time has as time has become more scarce for me, it's like get get things done during that time, just right. rather than later. Yeah, I mean, kids definitely throw a wrench into the whole system. Don't have kids if you have if you want kids. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But they do. They do certainly change up things. You know, when it comes to trying to be structured in your schedule and trying to get a lot of stuff done, they're they're an entirely you know they have to be the first priority. So so it's like a it's a whole new challenge. But of mm-hmm. course they're great. Don't have kids. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Let's let's move on from morning routines and talk about what we're gonna do next. Oh, work stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Work routines. Yes. Yeah. So this is about as work related as we will ever get on a reality thing. We don't really write about work. Maybe you could take some of the themes that we write about and talk about and apply them to your work. Uh, but anyway, let's just get it done. Let's talk about work stuff because I, I like this stuff. I like working and I like thinking about work and I like thinking about routines and how to how to do as you know as much as you can and you know reach tap new parts of yourself you've never been able to, to do. Which you can people you know have like like I'll talk about the Pomodoro method, but there are lots of really diehard fans of that who say like because they found that it enabled them to start getting tons of stuff done that they could never get done before. Right. So, um, why don't you go? Since I went second last time, you go first again, I'll go second again. Sure. So, um, well, I guess an overarching theme of my work routine is that I really like to take breaks. I think that breaks are incredibly important, even if you're in the middle of something. Um, every hour, not necessarily on the hour, but every hour I, I take a break. And that yeah, you know, could just be five minutes of of walking around the house. If it's nice out, I'll always go outside and sit out on on the deck and soak in some sun. You know, breathe in some fresh air. 
I think it really awakes the senses. And, and it also, if I can continue, I allow myself to continue thinking about stuff. So if I'm working on a writing project or some other project, then, um, you know, I'm still thinking about things and, and can do that, but I'm stepping away from the computer. I'm stepping away from actual writing or the actual project and, and just, uh, thinking in the office in DC, I used to do a lap around the office. Sometimes I'd say hi to people. Oftentimes I would just go to the coffee maker and get hot water, just get a cup of hot water. Um, I drink that after the mornings in the afternoons. In the mornings, I would I would definitely get coffee. <laughs> um, but breaks are, are a really big part of my routine. And uh, one thing that I do, which you just said you you can't do, is uh, late morning. So now around ten thirty or eleven o'clock is normally when I go for my run. So I've had a couple hours of productive work. I've done my morning thing, and then I that's when I go for my run for the day. And that's um, you know that's really just. Part of that is because that's a good time for me and my body to run. I feel like I have productive workouts then. But really, that's about doing a, having another break, coming back, and I have a little bit to eat, and then I just have um, a more productive afternoon than if I had just continued working through the whole day. So mm-hmm. breaks are a big thing for mine. I have a, a couple of tricks and stuff I use for the computer. Do we want to talk about that now, or do? We... Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. So, um, one one thing if for writing especially uh, I have used something called Zen Writer which I know you use a similar tool although I don't believe it's the same one that basically whites out your screen so you don't see any of your other there's no tabs there's no other apps up on your screen it's just straight white and then um, you know and then it's a notepad that you can that you can write in and there's no way to minimize minimize it easily so it's not like you can just be minimizing it all the time to check your emails or to see what other alerts are popping up. So it really just turns your your computer more into a typewriter than than it is a computer, which mm-hmm. I find incredibly helpful. And if I'm if I'm good and I stick to it, then I can you know, have a much more productive hour of writing than I would if I was say in a Word where I was still able to to see the other emails and things that are open, other alerts that are opening or or even if I were writing directly into WordPress, which is the software we use for both, both mm-hmm. of us use for, mm-hmm. for blogging. Um, so Zen Writer has been huge, and I just recently, several, just a few months ago, really started using it and have been very happy with that. Um, another thing I, I do is if I do have a big project, uh, especially if it's a writing project, so when I was writing an ebook uh, or something like that, I'd, that's always the first thing I do in, in, in the mornings, first thing I work on. So um, I'll sit down, I'll even wake up early and start just continue doing the same morning routine that I always do, maybe an hour or two earlier when it's still quiet. If it's dark outside and it's still quiet and no one else is moving around, then I find that I'm a lot more productive during those morning hours. So so I'll do that. I'll, I'll get set up early and, and take care of that project uh, very first thing because I know that if I put it off to the afternoon, my mind's going to be all over the place and maybe another project will have already... Um, you know, taking precedent and, and mm-hmm. won't be able to, to focus on that. So so getting the big stuff done and the creative stuff done, uh, first thing is really helpful for me. Also, I also like to sit in the sun, which seems uh, kind of silly, but I'll, you know, if as the sun shifts and through the window, the light shifts through the window throughout the day, I'll move my laptop to where I'm always kind of in the sun. So mm. and I, it just keeps me a little more awake i guess i don't know i just mm-hmm. i like getting that that vitamin d and and it's like the opposite of a vampire 
<laughs> exactly right i can't leave the sun um which actually oddly enough i just found out i went to the doctor the other day and got my blood work done and i was vitamin d deficient so oh yeah yeah which surprised me because i spend enough time outside and i, I make it a point to be in the sun as right. much as possible but could be the vegan diet could be the vegan diet i don't know they're no good i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so so those are kind of the the notes that I had taken. How about, how about you? Uh so yeah, I mean, I've I have a lot of similar philosophies to you. I I do try as much as I can to get the important thing done first thing in the day. Mm-hmm. As much as possible, I try to have only one important thing that I want to do each day. Uh, if I have, it's really easy for me to make a to do list that becomes ten items, and I say they're all priority one, and then I end up getting done like one and a half of them, and I feel bad about myself. So. I've tried really hard to just have one thing to do each day. That I, that is my main. If I get this thing accomplished, then it was a successful day. And if I don't, then it wasn't. Uh, so that's that's one principle I try to stick with. Uh, as far as like tools and just methods, uh, I mentioned the Pomodoro method, which I don't personally use, but I think that one is where it's twenty five minutes of hard, not hard work, but intense focus work, and then I think a five minute break. And then you just and then you keep doing it, and you try to accumulate as many of these pomodoro. They call it, one cycle like that is called a pomodoro, which is Spanish for tomato. So I don't know, or no, maybe that's uh, Italian for tomato. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why it's called that, but it is. I know the timer that they that they will try to sell you is shaped like a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they if that's where it got its name or, or if that's where the timer got its shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, 20, 20, 20 minutes and five minutes is that you said? I think it's twenty five and five, but I could be wrong. Twenty five and five. Yeah. Uh, and then you then you just like I don't know make a check in a little book or, or on the wall or whatever not on the wall but <laughs> <laughs> with crayon <laughs> right. uh, but somewhere you write down a check so you have this visual reward of like seeing how many seeing and you try to complete as many of those pomodoros as you can during a day um, I've had success with something similar which is trying to get done as many 90 minute chunks of work as you can with a with a break in the middle so after 45 minutes a little alarm goes off and you just you know stretch like two to five minute break it's not really timed but just get something to eat or whatever you have to do and then come back and just log in 45 more minutes mm-hmm. and you know 90 minutes of focus work gets a lot done right. so if i can if i can get three of those in a day that's a pretty good day and it doesn't sound like that much total work time but that's i, I would imagine more than most people do in a day like if you if you have a regular job and you try to time your focus work periods you you i mean not i'm not gonna speak for everybody but it's hard to get three of them it's that's it just takes a lot to get it done sure um, so I like that. I don't always do that stuff, but I, I get in little periods where I just am inspired by those sorts of things. Um, so what else? Yeah, I use OhmWriter, which I think is pretty similar to ZenWriter. I have kind of a, I don't know, super minimalist streak in me sometimes that comes out, and I like things that are just sort of so minimal to almost be inconvenient. Like like there's, there's no boldface in that, no anything. Right. So you end up with just this text thing that you end up having to format later in WordPress. And it's kind of annoying to have that extra step, but I don't know. I like that. And I, I definitely, I've been in spots in plate in times, I guess, where I've just so look forward to sitting down in Gnome writer and writing. Cause it's like, there's this nice little soft music. There's no other distractions on the screen. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just like a really good space to do that stuff in, which it sounds like it's what you were saying. It's just really nice, enjoyable to do it. Right. Um, so that's, that's one tool other stuff uh, the getting things done is a great book by david allen uh a little bit maybe too cumbersome of a time management system for me and and for like no me athlete as a business there aren't that many things going on it's not like i'm managing the branch of a big company where there's 
you know, 50,000 people under me that need to do stuff. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's you and Susan. So like it's <laughs> much, much simpler. So I don't take all the stuff out of that thing. It's like, I take parts of it and, but it's really helped me like having, I don't know. I don't want to go into the principles of that. Cause that's, that's really getting too detailed, but getting things done. If you are looking for a good time management system, there's, a, there's a lot there. That's good. Uh, other, Oh, e.ggtimer.com is the online tool I use to keep, to, to set timers. So if I'm going to do a 45 minute work session, you just type in e.ggtimer.com slash, and you type in 45, the number, and then minutes, and it will just start a timer for 45 minutes. So it's nice for that. You can just, you can set timers very easily on, on the computer. And I use a tool called Stay Focused, which just lets you time how long you can stay in your email inbox before you have to close it. Kind of discourages keeping it open all day so that while you're writing or doing something else, you get a distraction when a new email comes in, so you check it and see what it is. Mm-hmm. That I think is pretty much universally known to be horrible for productivity. So it's still hard for me to close an inbox, but having that helps right. me do it. And uh, the only other tool I have thought of is I used to have something called Mindful Mina on my Mac, which is Mindful M Y N A H, like the bird. And you could just set it uh, kind of like the iFit thing did, the, our little band we talked about in the last episode, where it would vibrate every hour or something if you wanted. This would just make a little bell or whatever chime you chose, but every whatever interval, every 30 minutes, every hour, whatever you want. And the point wasn't to get up and do something, but just like to go back and be present in the moment and just sort of remember what you're doing. Mm. And just, just to break up this, you know, this, this, you know, get you to remember like I'm sitting here in the actual moment now and I'm doing work rather than just doing it mindlessly and just, right. you know. So I've used that at times. I don't use it now, but that's cool. it. Yeah, the uh, the stay focused thing you were talking about reminded me of something called Leech Block, and I've never actually used it, but I know it's a plugin for for Chrome, and you can type in any website. So if it's Facebook or Twitter or your Gmail or I don't know if you check the news a lot, um, you can type in any of those websites, and it will have a twenty four hour limit or a limit per twenty four hours. So you could set it for half an hour a day or something like that, and, and it won't let you get back. Onto Facebook or back onto CNN, um, mm-hmm. gotcha. Uh, for until twenty four hours is up, so that that seems like a good tool. But it, you know, the overall themes I think for both of us are really just to remove the distractions and. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and I think so, and I think those are new themes like that. I mean, as obvious as that is, remove distractions. I think we've been so obsessed with multitasking as a culture right. for so many years. Like since nineteen eighty, it's been all everyone's been all about multitasking and, and having distractions. So. It's it's sort of new, but I, I think it's sort of obvious too. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention also my running. I usually when I do run, I try to do it at the very end of the workday, so I just leave the workday early. Mm. So like you know, two thirty or three, wrap up stuff and then go run. And I've tried shifting it earlier. Like sometimes I get really tired of doing work by like one p.m., so I'll go run then and then come back and maybe get in another hour. But right. I'm not very good at sticking to like a schedule. Okay, I'm going to run at three. It doesn't just yeah. doesn't work so well. And the last thing I didn't mention about work, and but this is kind of a habit that I do. It's not something I f- focus on, but from the very beginning of No Meat Athlete, I've tried as much as possible to make it something. I just didn't want it to become a huge business that had all this, like, you know, this whole, like, of course it occupied a lot of space in my brain. I didn't want it to occupy a big space in my house, and I didn't want to have a million things associated with it. We still ship out the shirts individually, so that's, like, the biggest, bulkiest thing that we have. But even that, I'm trying to maybe stop doing eventually um so like i I don't know i've just tried to set things up 
And like if if there was ever a business decision that would require me to stay in a certain place, like okay, if, if someone said, "Why don't you start a restaurant, a nomadic restaurant, or something?" Like to me, that would be an obvious no because I'm not. I just don't want to be tied to something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's not really a daily habit, but it's definitely something that has been. You know, I've I've made a point to to do things so that I can be flexible and mobile, and you know, could hopefully do it from a tiny bedroom of a house if that was what I had to do, or not if I didn't even have an office. You know, do it right. from our bedroom if that was what I needed to do. Right. So, another focus and kind of a simplicity focus, which is kind of where we're headed next. Right. To to touch on those distractions, to go back a little bit, mm-hmm. um, a couple tips. Uh, most people listening to this, if they're working, probably use Outlook uh, as their main email source if they work in an office setting. And one of the worst things about Outlook is that it defaults to it. A little notification pops up on the bottom right of your screen uh, every time you get an email, and it, mm. and it gives you like the first few lines of the email. Right. And it is so tempting to click on that little <laughs> notification, notification right. and pop up an email. And uh, as soon as I turned that off, my work email in, in DC, it just changed everything. I was really? so much more productive and so much better at focusing, even though I wasn't using Ohm Rider or something to clear off my screen, just not having that little notification that popped up every few minutes that you know reminded me of something else um i was able to be so much more productive so you can uh, you know just that's in your settings on, on outlook and and actually the new the new windows windows 8 um if you hook up your email to that does the same thing it gives you notifications uh, every time you get an email to uh, so don't don't do that if you right. if you can avoid that kind of thing <laughs> yeah, and i think similar like i when i had a smartphone i uh I had to disable all that stuff because by default mm-hmm. on Twitter it would show me that I had 33 new notifications and like right. you had to click that. I click <laughs> so I turned off all that and eventually got rid of the smartphone, which we'll get to. But yeah, I, I think those you know because by by default those those things are going to have the settings that make them be used the most, right? Like Twitter wants you to use it, so uh-huh. by default when you download the Twitter app, it's going to tell you when you have notifications or even maybe what send those push notification things that even does your phone. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. right. So that's all different businesses and things trying to tug at your attention and get you to do their stuff. So like, right, of course right. they're going to do that. So yeah, if you, if you have to be proactive about get, disabling that stuff, if you don't want to be distracted by it. And I, I really think that you shouldn't, it's annoying. I mean, it, well, right. I mean, it's annoying. I mean, you know, it can be fun and your curiosity of course piques you, but yeah. it, it really, if you're getting all those notifications all the time from all these different programs that you use and we all use, um, you know, you're just not, you're never able to focus on anything right. and do anything properly. Yeah. And your life is terrible if you do that. Terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. And by this stuff, I mean, I think is fairly obvious to anyone who's read it. But the four-hour work week from Tim Ferriss has just a ton of stuff about this mindset. That's probably really what made that book that book. Uh, and that's you know, I'm, I'm I'm a Tim Ferriss fan, maybe less of one than I used to be. I don't like a lot of the stuff he does, but I think <laughs> I think that book is great. I think or parts of that book. The beginning of that book is great, and some other parts. But I don't really like the business section of that book at all. But Mm. you know the other parts are like yeah so before we move on you mentioned that you like to set up a, a one goal like a big goal for the day is that right yes yeah i was just reading about primary aim have you, is that a phrase that. Uh, i mean it's basically the same philosophy where you have um you know you might have 10 things you want to get done but the whole day needs to revolve around whatever your primary aim is mm-hmm. and, until you get that done and then you can start checking off the other stuff um and so your primary aim would be whatever you set in the morning and that's the first thing you work on. That's the big thing you do. Um, right. And I haven't actually ever done that. I was I was reading about it the other day, and that was that was new, an idea to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it seems kind of so basic and and simple, but um, 
Is that, you know, you, you've had done something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, though. Like, I mean, I've, I've tried it, and I think that makes total sense. Like, if you could accomplish really just if every day you got one really good thing done like that was that took four hours of work if it had to and you could just crank those out every day whatever they are blog posts podcasts who knows you i mean i feel like you'd be super productive and just very successful at whatever you're trying to do but it's hard because that usually that one thing that the most important thing is the thing that you want to put off because that most important thing is also the the scariest thing right like right. i mean if you, if you don't write a blog it, you probably won't understand that what I mean when I say scary, like it's not, it's not frightening to write a blog post, but it's hard to sit down and write because you have to publish it. Your thoughts are going out in the world. People can comment negatively. They could worse. They could, no one could care about it at all. And it just, you know, kind of falls on deaf ears. So, but that's, that's so much, you know, it's to go check an email and respond to an email or, you know, just do some kind of mindless little task that takes 20 minutes and just has to be done like it's so easy to do that stuff or like straighten your desk up straighten up your air like mm-hmm. that there's no fear in that it's simple you know exactly how it's going to turn out and it, that stuff just wants to happen before you sit down to do anything hard because it's it's just it's it's attractive because it's easy right so it's I, i've had a trouble doing that but when i do it it definitely is a good thing yeah so. i think i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna start doing that. i think i'm gonna every morning i'm gonna set up primary aim or a main focus that mm-hmm. i think that's a great idea i think that's yeah that's good i do too that i have to work on first there you go there you and go I've heard, I've heard some people say like three things like set, set make three to do's and that's it mm. uh tim ferris said something like i think if you fold up a piece of paper like four times or something it makes a little small business card size thing and use that for your to-do list so that you can't have a thousand oh, things right. you just yeah, kind of limited to yeah. what you can do so yeah i think all that stuff is good i think the fewer things you can you can put on your to-do list the better in general Mm-hmm. But uh, much easier said than done. It's hard. It is hard to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so outside your morning routine and, and your work habits, is there are there any of the other kind of healthy living mindfulness habits that that you? I mean, yeah. So I've got simplicity here, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute when we talk about giving up habits and things. Because most thing, most simplicity for me involves stripping away other things. So I'll save that one. But. Uh, Guitar, playing guitar and drums are two things that I like to do. I'm not particularly good at either of them, but I'm okay at them both. And uh, when possible, like right now, I can't really play drums very easily. But in our new house, we can play them very easily. So right now it's guitar. But like, yeah, I'll try to find a half an hour to do that Mm -hmm. most days. It might be in the very middle of the day, just when I'm tired of working. might be in the evening. But I just try to find some time to do that because I really think that sort of stuff is, is important. Like that's... For me, being someone who just thinks about work all the time, it's it's very easy for me to spend the whole day thinking about it and not just not doing anything else. I mean, play with the kids, make dinner, whatever is necessary. Right. But like, it's easy for me to like just get rid of all other hobbies and ignore everything else. So I really try to go do something like that, just play music for a little bit, and I think it just makes me happy. And the kids love it, so it's <laughs> it's good. Uh, and the only, the only thing beside that I have is gratitude, which I know you mentioned and, and reminded me about. Uh, when I'm running, I try to make the last five minutes of my run focusing on just things that I'm grateful for. For me, that's like an easy little reminder, like a string tied around your finger. Like just five minutes of your run, when five minutes are left, do that. Focus on that. And uh, that's good. So, I mean, that that's how I that's how I generally do gratitude. Also, at dinner, our son always reminds us of this because he's the first one to say it. We just go around the table and say something we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of corny. We say stupid things, but, <laughs> you know, it it is what it is. Yeah. No, I think that that's good. The corny, I've, my wife and I both, we do a gratitude practice every night together. And um, 
and it's we both pick three things we're thankful for that day and, and most of them are corny sometimes they're you know not corny i guess but um <laughs> most of the time they are corny and and she she's good at this i'm not she uses an app for this too. we i guess we our whole life's on <laughs> apps <that. laughs> but uh it's called happy rambles i think mm-hmm. and um and she writes down some of them and then at the end of a month it, it or maybe every week it sends you an email automatically of the things that you're thankful for and it's just kind of a then you can go back and look at that and you have a whole list of all these different things that you're mm-hmm. that you're thankful for and it's just kind of a nice um you know it's good positive energy and and good way to kind of look at your daily life broken out like that so yeah definitely when i used to do journaling that would be part of the journaling process was writing down three things that you're grateful for every day just just as a way again just to like a place in your day to tack it on to so that you don't forget to do it because it's very very easy to forget to do that and just not you're not intending to be ungrateful you just you just don't ever make the time to actually do it so I mean, if it's not already permeating your day which i guess ideally it should be but <laughs> it should be for all of us i mean yeah really listening to podcasts from people like us who are just amazing <laughs> yeah. no literally i mean so it, just a pod that there is a podcast in general <laughs> that yeah. there is one podcast in the world is something to be grateful for it's like that's right. amazing you yeah. know a few yeah. years ago there totally. wasn't so anyway and and your your running gratitude thing reminded me of, of something i did um during i think it was my first 50 mile race where the last i can't remember exactly how many it was but maybe the last 15 or 20 miles I dedicated a mile, each mile to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just focusing on that person and being, you know, kind of thinking about why I was grateful for that person for each mile for the last, it might have only been maybe 10 miles, but um, that was kind of a, a neat practice as a runner. And it was really a good race strategy because it got my mind off yeah, how I'm sure. painful it was. So Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. I've never actually done that, but I've always kind of meant to when I hear you talk about that. Yeah. Good. All right. So our last section is the sort of habits that we don't do anymore, uh, which, as I was doing it, just kind of turned into simplicity. Because as, as I said, I have this sort of minimalist streak in me, or like this desire to be hardcore minimalist, even though I'm not. And with a family, it really makes it hard. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I have plenty of these things. So like habits that we don't do anymore, or kind of things you've stripped away, or whatever. Um. So go ahead, Doug. Start us off. Well, cable was a big one for cable TV. Cable TV mm-hmm. for, was a big one for me because um, that meant that I was watching less TV, which is definitely a good thing, and filling that time with with healthier habits. Um, but it also, I think that really the biggest thing that it did for me was remove cable news from from my right. daily yeah um, that's a huge routine. One. And and I used to always come home from work, and as I was getting ready to run or you know finishing up some sort of project, I would have the news on. And, and I would stay on as I was doing cooking dinner, you know, just all these things. And cable news is just so negative and so, um, you know, it's, uh, the word's not coming to me, but uh, where everything is, is so big, you know, like Ebola is all of a sudden right. it's like sure. this terrible thing. And yeah. one person, you know, <laughs> right. in the U.S. has it, you know, but we're all sensational. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh-huh. Um, and it just, it was just this energy that was so negative for me, I think. And I didn't realize that until I cut it out. Right, and I still am a news junkie. I still, you know, listen to NPR a lot and that kind of thing. But to take out that sensationalized twenty-four hour news uh, has been really helpful for me. So mm-hmm. removing cable, 
a lot of people i think i mean this is some people will will know this but a lot of people don't and it's that the like the negative the reason cable news is negative and all news is negative is because that that is what sells right like that's that's we're wired as human beings to not care if it's if it's good news because you don't need to avoid that and like that's fine but but when there's something that's negative potentially threatening like that's the reason we've survived is because we've paid attention to threatening things Mm -hmm. so of course so that like the whole news tends toward that stuff and, and that yeah, I mean, I think that's obvious, but so many people do that exact thing. Just spend so much time on listening to negative, and and also not just not just wasting time doing it, or at least having having it on the background, which kind of sucks away some of your energy and focus. But but like you said, the the space that puts you into, and like the mental kind of paranoia and like afraid of everything, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, you know, that's that's a huge huge factor. And that for that exact reason, because I I have a lot of or used to have a lot of anxiety, uh, is like the reason that i just totally stopped paying attention to any news at all and like so i and i'm i'm worse about it than i should be like i should know something about the news i know nothing about the news i know about <laughs> ebola and that's it i don't know anything else going on in the world in the yeah. past in the past like six months that is literally the one thing i know about the news i i ebola. can i know that that's true because the last time i came over last week was election day and i had a i voted sticker and you said oh it's election day oh yeah i know yeah <laughs> are we electing a president that's i don't it. know where i would find that out like because I, I, I don't have cable tv either <laughs> I literally don't know where I would find those things out that it was well the internet unless or I tried the, the radio but, but internet I go to my my homepage is Google uh-huh. I type in Gmail and I go to there right I don't really use social media except if I'm going on there to like put a post up about a no athlete thing like I don't use them for personal things so I don't see any feeds or anything like that mm-hmm. unless somebody emails me the news I'm not getting it and if they did I would unsubscribe from it so <laughs> I don't I I mean really and I don't radio I just I listen to like personal development cds and things in the car uh-huh. maybe podcasts so it's not hard to insulate yourself from the news entirely if, if that yeah. is your goal and maybe it shouldn't be you and it shouldn't be i should that's not my goal no. <laughs> and i'm not and i don't you i mean that's great for you but i don't know if that's good for everybody no it's not what should be i think your goal is is don't pay attention to daily news and just once a week like sit down for one hour and read some good recap you know neutral fair recap of the news of the past week i feel like mm-hmm. if you did that it, it would save you so much time Right. Because you read, you know, a lot of news is noise, and like, if good news happens one day, then it's bad the next. But if you just read at the end of the week, you skip those ups and downs, and you just hear like the signal. You know, you get yeah. So I don't, yeah. but I don't do it once a week. That's the thing. I'm not disciplined enough to like <laughs> go get the news once a week or even once a month. Right. But I should be. That's that's how I would like to consume news. But uh-huh. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So so cable news uh, was a huge one for me. That was a big habit change for me. And then just cable in general, we we watch a lot less TV. We still have uh, um, Netflix and, mm-hmm. and Hulu and stuff. But, Us too. Um, Same thing. Yeah. Watch a lot less TV now. And then, you know, I know you're going to talk about minimalism and, and clutter and that kind of thing. Uh, and you're much more into that than I am. But the, the big thing for me was always the workspace. Having a my desk, um, as long as it's uncluttered, and, and then I'm really – it helps a lot with the focus. Again, it's just distractions, even if it's just piles of paper that aren't you know, alerting me of anything. It's just knowing that they're there and that yeah, that's sure. a project thing that I have to work on or something like that. So having a, a minimalist desk is, is important, a big one for me, even though my house isn't necessarily like that. But Yeah, it's hard. I mean, your living situation right now makes it hard to just strip away stuff. Yeah. And like, and so does mine. Like with, I was, I was pretty good at minimalism. I thought when we had, when I first got into it and that's when our son was an infant, but now he's a toddler and he's beyond a toddler and our daughter is a toddler. So like 
I mean, that's, you know, clutter just comes in with kids unless, right. unless you're really good at it and, you know, willing to go places that I'm not as far as, you know, not letting your kids have a lot of toys and all this. So like we, they just bring clutter with them. So I'm not nearly the, the minimalist that I would like to be, or maybe even used to be, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I still like doing what I can. And I think things like that, like having a clean workspace is, is essential. Like it just, you know, just having piles of stuff everywhere where you're trying to work is hard. Yeah, definitely. So what else? You got anything else? Any um, other things you've given up or? Oh, the only the only other one I would mention that comes to mind is is um, coffee, and it's and I don't I definitely have not given up coffee, and uh, you know the whole health argument and all that. I don't know. I I'm not coffee is the least of my bad habits that I'm worried about, but mm-hmm. um, I did have noticed that in the afternoon if I if I have it after noon or or one o'clock then my afternoons are never quite as productive. It does something different to me. And the caffeine does something a little different to me in the afternoon than it does in the morning. So hmm. um, I'm able to focus a little better if I if I don't have any coffee. So that I have made all kinds of timing rules about not necessarily how many cups I can have, but I can't have it afternoon. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, and I stick to that. And I, I drink tea as an alternative or, or hot water. Like I mentioned earlier, if I just want something warm and in a coffee mug, then I'll just fill it Mm -hmm. up with, with hot water and maybe put some lemon in there or something, but good. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I gave up coffee recently too. I love coffee. Like I really do just love the act of going to get coffee or making it and Mm -hmm. then having just one cup. But like, I, I loved it. Uh, but I've tried to get away from it just because I don't want to be addicted to anything. I just I want like to know that if I wanted to not have coffee, then I could. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So for now, I got off it when when I did the fruit festival thing. Right. Got back on it, but now I think I've been maybe two weeks without or three weeks without. I don't know something like that. So it's nice, and it didn't it doesn't take long to get off it. I mean, it takes a week of misery and just wanting it and headaches <laughs> and all that, and then it's like, and then you forget about it. At least I do. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure I'll get back on it. Have, do you replace it with anything? Have you had to? Not really. No. Amazingly not. Yeah, I used to kind of feel like I had to. Like I would have to have tea instead of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I just wanted to not have caffeine. So I, I replaced it with green tea for a long time. But that has caffeine in it. Right. So I've tried this time to just get away from that. And I like it. I don't know. I've been focusing. I've tried to focus a lot on things that will help me have more energy in the day. Like I just, I just want to be really energetic and vibrant and like be able to wake up and not be tired, you know, and just – be productive and get lots of good stuff done and have time for kids and time for everything else. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to really think about that a lot. I've even reduced drinking like significantly. I, until recently I was drinking a beer every day for sure. Like just one, but, but still I was just mm-hmm. like, felt like that was part of the eating. I had to have that one, you know, beer before like that's my wine downtime, but I've gotten rid of that and I'm trying to stick mostly to weekends if I'm going to drink. So I yeah. not, I mean, not something that I'm evangelical about or think that I'll even last very long with, but <laughs> you know that's that's where I am now with trying things. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, so you mentioned TV. I mentioned TV as well as social media. Like, I just don't do those things, and that's that is. I mean, I do I do Facebook and No Me or Twitter for for No Me Dathy, but not for my personal use really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue that some of the stuff I write is personal, but I don't know. It's it's very very minimal that I do that stuff. And really, when people ask, because a lot of times people say, "How do you have time to do this much stuff?" Which I think if they saw my work day. They they realize it's not like a crazy amount of work. People think running no athlete is like you know twenty four hour a day job, yeah. But it's not. I think about it all the time. But I don't. My actual work hours are probably six to eight hours a day. Like not not abnormal at all. Yeah. Um. But so having kids running, I mean, sure that stuff is a lot. 
but it's not like it's crazy uh, but but that's always my answer like I don't have TV and I don't have social media and that's a lot of hours like every day that is multiple hours for most people that sure. if you just didn't have those and I'm not saying you shouldn't or telling you not to but like if you didn't have those you would have holes in your day that you have could do plenty of other things if mm-hmm. you wanted. so yeah. those are always my big two things if you wanted to have time they come into cost of like not being on social media definitely makes me not as in touch with with some friends that I wish I were in touch with because I guess I could call them but just don't much easier to stay in touch via Facebook so that's I guess one little thing of not being so plugged in with that stuff uh, but because of what I do with the online thing being all my day I feel like I just kind of need to not do that during personal time yeah so anyway um, and then my all my other stuff kind of falls into the simplicity category we over the past probably five years since I started reading Zen Habits and uh, Courtney Carver who I mentioned in a little bit her site Be More With Less was one of my other big minimalism sites that I started reading in the early days um, I just kind of have slowly over time gotten rid of more and more things so we don't have any like in our bedroom we've gotten rid of all kind of lights certainly no TV in the bedroom that was a, that went a long time ago but we don't even have like we don't have alarm clocks I don't know if anybody has alarm clocks anymore people have phones now right <laughs> but at one yeah. point we got rid of our actual alarm clocks and I still have an alarm clock. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess the kids, too, made us get rid of it. But we just got rid of all lights, like VCR, whatever internet box was in our room one time. Mm-hmm. And they're just flashing lights on it. So, we've gotten rid of all that stuff. Um, Courtney, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, has something she did called Project 333, which is picking every three months, you pick 33 items of clothing that you will have for those next three months. And you put everything else away in a box. So, I mean, you could go get it if you really had to, but you put it up in a box, tape it, and get rid of it. And I really enjoyed that. Like just having just having a reason to not have overflowing dresser drawers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thirty three is, is not many. Like so, like I think you don't count underwear and you don't count workout clothes, which really helps. Yeah, but that's big. Yeah, uh, but still, it's still not that easy to get down to thirty three. Uh, but but I I try to do that as much as I can. Uh, for a while, I was trying to do the hundred things thing, where you own a hundred personal things. Mm-hmm. Granted, being like, I don't want to go to the point where I'm telling my family and kids that they have to get rid of their stuff because that counts as my stuff. So I'm like, none of that stuff counts as my stuff. I'm just counting my own personal things that, if I got rid of, nobody would care. And I've tried really hard to make that a hundred. I can't quite get under there. I've never been able to get under a hundred, mainly because of books. I just I can't really get rid of books when I have shelves and shelves of books. So if I don't count those, I can pretty much get to a hundred. Um, so how, how do you do that? Do you do you actually make a list? Do you walk around and make a list of yeah, all your things? Yeah, you make a list. And it's not that hard. I mean, like, maybe for some people it would be, but I don't know. When I think about it, I only have my stuff, like, in my bedroom, and all that really mm-hmm. is is my clothing and a few little drawers of stuff. So if you just don't hold on to junk, then it's it's really not that hard to get under there. And the whole rest mm-hmm. of the house is just kids stuff and then, you know, family stuff, like dishes and everything, which doesn't count. And I think some serious minimalists would, would count that. But right. you know they also often don't have families, so and you know, those like the people who are nomad types, right. you know they don't have dishes because they they don't want to carry that around. Sure. So, um, what else? Smartphone. I got rid of that. Not really for minimalism, just kind of maybe because of the same principles of minimalism, though, like that of just getting rid of distraction so that you can kind of focus more on real life and actual living. And that's for me. That's what the smartphone took away from a lot. So I got rid of that. Uh, we also don't have paper towels in our house. That's one of my wife's, my wife, no, not wives. I only have one wife. <laughs> <laughs> one of my wife's doings is getting rid of paper towels. She's more into the environmental stuff than I am. Uh-huh. But I was happy to do it just for the sort of minimalist reason. 
we got rid of our microwave after being inspired by you actually for the first time you told us how you did it and yeah it sounded a lot like i think i was vegan at the time and you weren't and the, what you your experience with getting rid of that sounded like mine going vegan i was like once you actually do it it's just you know you kind of forget that the alternative yeah sorry about that <laughs> dropped the pin uh yeah and it just hasn't been that hard and then we got rid of coffee stuff too like i, I was as i mentioned i really do love coffee so i used to have all this coffee stuff and several brewers up like several countertop brewers and grinders and all that so i got rid of all that just have the hand crank grinder and as you mentioned several pour over methods different different options for doing home coffee but they're not big countertop machines so Mm -hmm. anyway so i mean that's that's probably the extent of my minimalism which isn't that much but i've mentioned plenty of times how how my food and my and even my running habits have, have kind of gone that direction of not having gps and all the stuff that you bring out with you and and our meals are fairly simple most of the time i mean beans and rice and a green is a very kind of staple that we do so uh, i don't know it's just sort of a mindset that has that has sort of come to pervade a lot of my life and i like it i really it's just it's something that has made me very happy and i don't know how i would stand <laughs> i don't know just being online all day and then and then still being plugged in and everything else throughout the rest of my life we just i don't know it seems like it would be miserable for me yeah <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that with this change in job now that I'm, I'm spending more time on the computer and certainly more time on the internet, um, on different sites and stuff. It it's it's hard, you know. It's weird carrying a phone around with you. I'd never noticed it before, but now you know it's like all the time. I'm just connected all yeah. the time, and uh, we have to. My wife and I have to make. You know, we have to force ourselves to, you know, not have the phone out during you know if we're you know if we're reading or something like that we'll, we'll say you know in the next two hours you can't check your phone you know and that's hard that's <laughs> right. like and that's so silly that we have to do that to ourselves yeah but. it is it is silly but yeah. yeah i mean phones are amazing they they do incredible things so i'm not i'm not bashing them but but yeah it's you can get into that different world and you forget to just live in this regular world at least i, yeah. I was doing that so anyway um so i think that's i think that about sums it up that's this is a fairly long episode i think but uh, that's good. I enjoyed talking about these things, and I think they were fun. The thing I said I was going to promote, wanted to mention, is something cool, which really ties into simplicity and minimalism. Uh, it's called The Simple Year, and the website is simpleyear.co, which is, there's no the, just simpleyear.co. So there's no no the and no M at the end. <laughs> um, and it is, it is a, a whole year, so it's for 2015, where each month there's a different topic, and I, I was asked by a bunch of really people who are way more minimalist and way more into simplicity than I am, which is cool because that's why I'm really looking forward to learning from them, actually. But I am doing the fitness month. I think it's in September. But each month there's a different topic. So the topics are things like clutter, uh, busyness, travel, your kitchen, the whole digital thing that we mentioned, work, money, as I said, food, or sorry, fitness, food, all that stuff, relationship, gratitude. Each one of these things will have its own month that's presented by one of us and mine's fitness but all the other ones are doing other other stuff so there's courtney carver who i mentioned from be more with less who's one of my very favorite simplicity bloggers joshua becker from becoming minimalist and tammy strobel from rowdy kittens those are the three that i really know about the other people i'm sure are big in the in the simplicity space but i just i'm not that into the simplicity stuff that i that i know them uh but anyway it's it's a cool thing i'm looking forward to it each month there's articles from whoever's doing that 
that topic, and then a live webinar where you can ask that person Q&A stuff, plus homework assignments and some free eBooks and whatever bonuses that the authors have to throw in. So uh, I'm really excited about it, but November 14th, which I think is, yeah, Friday the 14th again, uh, that's the deadline for the early bird pricing. And it's still going to be available after that, but the price goes up. So if you're going to do it, I, I would say, you know, do it now before the price goes up. I, don't, I honestly don't know what it goes up to, but uh, but if you're going to do it, check it out now. So that's simpleyear.co. And uh, like I said, you can join again, I think, at the end of the year. Maybe it'll even go into January when you can join. But runs throughout 2015. So if, if you're interested or even committed to kind of making 2015 just simplifying things, you know, all, a lot of stuff I just talked about, getting getting rid of stuff, kind of getting more in touch with actual now real life, not so much digital, not so much clutter, not so much, you know, all those distractions. Um, that's Then it's for you. It, that's what it's for. It's that sort of thing. Certainly won't be for everyone, but for those interested, uh, check it out, simpleyear.co. All right, so that uh, that does it, I think. We're good. Don't forget to get those giveaway entries in if you want to register for, uh, you know, try to win the pair of ultra running shoes or the pair of Sid Garza Hillman books. Yeah. You won't win both. You will win one. There'll be two winners. The ultra shoes will go to the same person. Each each shoe will not, will not be mailed <laughs> separately. Uh, but yeah, get in for those. Try to win them. And uh, I think I think that's it. Cool. Well, Anything was... else for you, Doug? I don't think so. I think... Uh... That's it for me. We summed up your habits. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, uh, and we will we'll be back soon. All right. All right. Okay,